Welcome back to Be Great With Nate. In today's podcast, we're going to go over the throat chakra. So the throat chakra is important when it comes to creativity and self-expression. I usually find people with imbalances in chakra two have issues with chakra five, also known as a throat chakra. There are many reasons why people have a dysfunctional throat chakra. And in this podcast today, I'm going to be bringing you through the five different reasons on why that's the case, along with five steps that you can do today to overcome a dysfunctional throat chakra. So the throat chakra can show up physical form in your neck, teeth, mouth, jaw, ears, throat, and voice. So I want you to think about if you have any pain, physical pain there. One of the things and reasons why people have issues with the throat chakra comes down to either them having uh, issues with lying, issues when it comes down to mixed messages, one way you feel one way, next way you feel another, secrets, excessive criticism. So think about when you grew up, did people always criticize you for everything? It could be a parent, it could be a grandparent, it could be a brother, it could be a sister, but start to notice if you notice that people, for some strange reason, always had criticism towards you as a kid, and then now you're second thinking about the things you want to say. See, the biggest thing that I see with the throat chakra dysfunction is choking up inability to express your feelings, inability to talk up for yourself, and actually show the world on who you really are. And you're going to see how this 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 uh, kind of shows up in many different forms of a mask self archetype, which I'll be getting into in just a moment. So when you notice that someone went through a lot of criticism, the more criticism you go through when you're growing up as a child or even as an adult, it can kind of make you second think, which can cause a dysfunction or inability to actually speak from the heart. So I I tell clients and people all the time, I think one of the biggest battles we can have in life is the battle between the mind and heart. And what do I mean by that? Well, your mind says one thing and wants you to be correct, make people happy, care about what other people think and fit in. But the heart may have something else to say. So for an example, let's just say you go to work one day and you, or you're with your family or you with your partner, whoever it may be, and a subject comes up and your mind wants to agree with them or your mind wants to be able to fit in, but your heart disagrees with whatever the conversation may be or the belief may be. And then when someone comes to you to see what you want to say, you can have issues expressing your feelings, especially when it comes up to public speaking or speaking in front of people. If you're overthinking while you're speaking, if you're trying to say the right thing all the time and you're letting your brain do all the work and you're not letting energy run through from the gut to the heart to the mind and then express through the the mouth, we can cause a lot of issues, which I'll be bringing you through in this podcast. Another one is secrets. Are you one that had to hold a lot of secrets or are you one to hold a lot of secrets? Secrets has a lot to do with issues with the throat chakra and the dysfunctions of the throat chakra. Strict parents. So when you were younger, I want you to think about anytime you went to go say something or express how you feel, you probably weren't allowed to talk back, right? So think about if you have parents that were really big on you not talking back to them. And any form of expressing your emotions may have been looked upon as if you were talking back, as if you were being rude, which then robs you from your creativity, which robs you from your self-expression, which then that can get into the subconscious, that can keep you subconsciously overthinking, subconsciously locked down when it comes down to expressing your feelings to this day. And then did you have or did you come from a numb family is what I like to call it. So for an example, when you were a child and bad situations happened in your life, did you get to talk about it with your family or was your family the type of family to keep things on the low, on a hush, don't say anything, don't tell nobody and carry on as if it was normal. So the emotions that you probably experienced, if you never got to express those emotions, 
in the, even if it was happy, sad, scared, and you're never able to express that, you may be really good at holding that in. And as you can see, you can start seeing a correlation between the second chakra and the fifth chakra right there. Because remember, you see that a lot in the, in, in the sacral chakra. People are really good at holding back their emotions. Well, the sacral chakra has a lot to do with your procreation, your hips and lower back. But when it comes down to expressing things to the world, that's the throat chakra. That's you working through your voice. That's working through finding who you are as far as telling the world who you are and figuring out uh, what message sits clear with you as far as what you believe, what you want in life. And there's there's a couple uh, cool things that we're going to, like I said, I, I keep saying that, but we're going to continue to go through some pretty cool things here. So I would like to go through a couple questions with you first, and I just want you to think about this a little bit. Did you get shut down anytime you try to express your feelings when you were younger? Think about that. Do you have fear or did you have fear of public speaking when it came down to presentations in school, when it comes down to presentation, maybe in work or work calls or Zoom calls, do you have issues when it comes down to expressing yourself or talking in front of a group of people? Do you choke up anytime you go to express yourself? Choking up looks like when you go say something, you can start stuttering. You can find yourself, you know, stuck on a word. So say if you're speaking, you go, uh, uh, and then as soon as you do that, because I used to have this problem and it still kind of subconsciously shows up a little bit. What happens is when you start to choke up on a word, when you go speak in front of people, you'll start to think about how you're choking up. And then you're thinking about what people are, are thinking about you. And then you're trying to find a way to escape that. So then you try to rush into the next word, which then may not make sense, which then you have to play back on and try to make up for it in the next sentence. Okay. So um, one of the best things that one of the most powerful things you're going to have to learn is how to speak. And one of the best ways you're going to learn how to speak is how to ground yourself, which I'll be bringing you through a little bit. I'll give you a couple of tips that I've learned that has helped me. And then, so if you say yes to any of those and you can relate to any of those questions, now you can start really digging in and understanding like, wow, you know what? That sounds like me. Most people don't even know that this shows up in their, in their mind, their body, their emotions, and their actions today. Most people probably just assume that they, oh, that's normal or, oh, I didn't know there was any correlation. But as you know, there's not, this doesn't mean that's 100% the root cause. Say if this was something that happened in childhood, then fine. Yeah, that can that can be why it shows up today. But say if you didn't have any of that in childhood, it can still show up today. And it continues to show up as you go on with life. So the next layer of energy, because I explain these in the layers of energy, it makes it easier for my audience and for me. So that's the layer of energy of the subconscious, the paradigm, okay? The nervous system. One thing you have to learn about the nervous system is, no matter who you are and what you do, the more, as you're going to keep hearing me say this, the more sympathetic dominant you are, the more your heart rate increases, fight or flight. Sympathetic dominance is another word for being stuck in fight or flight. The more faster your heart rate is, the, the faster your blood is pumped through your body, the faster your mind works, and the more it looks for safety and security, survival, the reptilian brain. You can look up Paul McLean's work on the reptilian brain. He shows that we have three layers of the brain. You have the reptilian brain, which is safety and security, the limb brain, which is the emotional brain, and the neocortex, which is the intellectual brain. So the more trauma that you have, it can be from the subconscious, but the more that you trigger that safety and security, fight or flight, your body, your thoughts are going faster. Your heart rate's going faster. Your breathing is increased. When you're not no longer breathing through your belly, you're going to be breathing right through your chest. You're going to have shallow breathing. And when you have shallow breathing and you go to talk, you're not able to get clear on your words because you're, you barely have any oxygen when you talk, which can 
cause a lot of issues when it comes down to speaking and being creating issues with being, you know, uh, stuttering and overthinking, etc. So one of the ways that we want to do this with the throat chakra is be able to start breathing into our belly, making sure that we don't overstimulate that sympathetic nervous system. So if you do have a public speaking thing you want to do, or you're going to make YouTube videos, you're going to make a podcast, you're going to do something, it's going to be very important that we start practicing ways to get our body more into the parasympathetic nervous system. So deep breathing can do that. There's a T from Yogi, the Yogi brand called Deep Breathe or Breathing Deep, one of the two. Um, You can get it at Whole Foods or Amazon. And I usually find that helped me ground myself a little bit. Another thing you can do before having to say something to either your boss or express yourself to your boss or express yourself to your loved ones, if you have something you need to say from the heart and you have trouble expressing yourself, is first writing it down, journaling it, going through and journaling. It kind of calms you down a little bit. It calms the racing mind down a little bit. It calms down the overthinking. And what happens when you actually start journaling and you kind of script it into the the mind already. So by the time it comes down to talking, you have an idea of some type of script or format that you want to align your message. And I found that writing was very powerful for me. The better, the more I started writing, the better speaker I have become over the years. And I've really started really diving into consistently writing. I say in the last like six to 12 months. So if you go to my old content, you'll see me stutter on words a lot more. My New York and New Jersey accent is 10 times worse. I'm all over the place. And the message is still okay, but it could be better if I make my words clear, if I take my time giving you the message and I'm breathing deeply into my pelvic floor. Um, And I don't consciously think about breathing into my pelvic floor anymore, but one of the things that helped me is making sure I don't overstimulate that nervous system. So stretching out your chest muscles, stretching out your quads, doing some yoga maybe before a presentation or expressing yourself to the world with content and then journaling are going to be good things to calm down that nervous system. The next one's going to be the organs and glands. And remember, every organ connects to a muscle through the nervous system, the nerve channel. So as soon as you have issues with an organ, you have issues with a muscle. As soon as you start having issues with a muscle, you'll start having issues with an organ. So we have to see which one came first. The organ that we have to focus on in this is the thyroid. There's a lot of clients that I've worked with today that have some type of dysfunction with the thyroid. It's kind of common to see, especially in women. And there's a huge correlation. There's two things that I have found and I'm pretty sure there's so much more other things that can cause some thyroid issues. But if the thyroid has problems, the more issues the thyroid has, the more issues the nervous system will have that connects to the muscle, that connects to the emotion, energy, emotion of communication, self-expression, creativity. So you're starting to see how these all work together. I'm bringing you through these steps for us to find where are you deficient at and where can you start? Which one speaks more? to you. The more you get to understand the one that speaks more to you, the more confident you'll be taking the steps to overcome that one issue that then can give you a chain reaction of the other ones coming through, uh, functioning correctly. So there are two things that I see with the thyroid. If you look up the HPA and the HPT, okay, so the HP means hypothalamus pituitary. Now, when it comes up to HPA, that means hypothalamus pituitary adrenal. The HPT means hypothalamus pituitary thyroid. And if you look up the connection, the more stress that a person is under, and there's many different reasons why people are under stress. Many people think that stress is just mental. No, that's not true. Your body could be under tremendous um, tremendous amount of stress from EMF, from all these lights on your skin, on Wi-Fi, things like that, digestive issues, psychic uh, mental stress, of course, environmental stress, toxins in the environment and toxins in your body causes a lot of stress. You have thermal stress, too much heat can cause stress, or even being too cold can cause stress. So you want to... Uh, 
we call it homeostasis. That's why your body regulates its temperature. And then pretty in physical stress. Physical stress is if we work you too much, if we make you run too long, or we make you lift too heavy, it can be too stressful. The resistance can be too stressful to the central nervous system and the muscular system, which can cause injury, can put you at risk of injury. So we don't want that. So anytime it's too much stress, it can cause many effects on the entire body. So anytime the body, the nervous system perceives stress, it communicates through the hypothalamus pituitary adrenals to produce something called glucocorticoids, okay, cortisol, which is a stress hormone. If you look up the connection between HPA and HPT, you'll learn that the more stress that a person is under, the more cortisol they produce, the more cortisol can inhibit or turn off thyroid stimulating hormone. And they can actually inhibit and block and get in the way of T4 converting to T3 in the thyroid, which then can cause many issues. And some issues that you can start to see with the thyroid is a person having issues with regulating temperature. So I like to think about it like this to break this down for you so simple. The more stress that the body is under, the more that the body perceives that it has to survive. The more the body perceives that it has to survive, the more the body would do anything to um, keep energy, to save energy. And one of the things that it would do is it would turn down the need for regulating temperature to save your body from burning too much energy through your rest and metabolic rate, which is the amount of calories your body needs at rest without even moving. So what you'll start to see is people's body temperature will go down. And as people's body temperature goes down, the need for the amount of calories they needed previously may not be the same. So for an example, if a person is, let's just say, needs 2,500 calories to maintain their weight, but they're creating issues with the, they have issues with the thyroid, it can be coming from, let's just say it's coming from too much stress and cortisol. What happens is the body, instead of the body needing 2,500 calories to maintain its weight, the body would dysregulate the temperature of the body, which then now the body may, need, may only need 2,200 calories or 1,800. Either way, as you can see, the amount of calories needed to sustain that body goes down. And let's just say you stick with your same subconscious routine of eating and moving and things like that and you notice that you're gaining weight and you're you're confused because you never had this type of problem and then when you go try to lose the weight it's very hard for you to do well just make sure that the thyroid is functioning correctly the thyroid is if you can see what happens is what we learn in school is that first the thyroid would start to try to overproduce thyroid stimulating hormone which then can create issues with hyper th uh, uh, thyroidism and then when the thyroid starts to after a while the thyroid can't keep up and then it goes hypothyroidism they get issues with the thyroid the thyroid drops so when person has issues with the thyroid and they go through hypo versus hyper then they go through a position where they get sluggish met metabolism <clears throat> weight gain they can be cold in their hands and their feet so they can co cause a lot of issues now I, a woman has more of a chance of having Hashimoto's than a than a man does um, there's many reasons for that but if you do have Hashimoto's or you know someone has Hashimoto's, try to look into this information and see if this is helpful at all. Maybe this can be something to, to connect some things for you. But if there's issues that going on with that thyroid, then there's going to be issues that go through the nervous system that communicates with the muscle nearest to it, that connects the emotion of it, energy emotion, which is communication, self-expression, being able to speak up for yourself, speak in public, uh, speak in front of a camera. So the more, if this is where your root cause is coming from, then you, we need to work on that. So the second thing that I usually see with the 
the thyroid is I always look for dental health, dental care. And you can see a lot of correlations between anytime there's issues in the mouth, specifically your teeth. If you study Dr. Weston A. Price, he shows that most disease starts in the mouth, where some people say most disease starts in the gut. Dr. Weston A. Price said, no, anytime there's issues in the mouth, there's a huge correlation between disease and the mouth. And you can look up his his um, website. It's the Weston A. Price Foundation.org. It's a really good um, source of information you can learn there about nutrition. And what I've learned is that if you, if, when I work with clients that have mercury fillings, there's a correlation between mercury blocking selenium, which is a trace mineral that is needed for the thyroid. So if you look up thyroid deficiency or thyroid issues in selenium, it's a trace mineral, you see a huge correlation between the two. So I always suggest, I'm, I, I go through a questionnaire with my clients and when I meet with them, you know, we go through some problems and I say, hey, do you have any mental, I mean, uh, mercury fillings, aluminum fillings in your mouth? And they go, yeah. I had it, you know, for 10 years or 15 years. I'm like, all right, here's some research and here's some things that I see that, you know, you can look into and, um, and they'll learn, they start to learn. So the first thing that may be appropriate for that person to do is look into possibly supplementing with selenium supplement first. And then after trying to supplement with a selenium uh, supplement, remember, we're only taking care of a symptom in that. Look into a biological dentist and set an appointment and they'll educate you on the importance of taking that mercury out of your mouth. Actually, most dentist offices don't don't even give mercury fillings anymore because the amount of research that supports the side effects of mercury poisoning and issues with the thyroid and many other issues in the, the body. Now they don't, most dentists don't even put that in the mouth anymore. So just look into those two things. I usually see those correlations between the two. Like I said, there may be something else that I'm missing that I haven't come across, but I'm only confident speaking on things that I experience with clients. It, I think it's ignorant of me to talk about things that you know I learned but haven't experienced. I'm very confident talking about things I experienced because I saw the results. So most of my clients, I have a client who worked with me recently who had thyroid disease and was just taken off all of her medication. That doesn't mean that we cured it. I'm not claiming that I cured anybody. What what we did is we fixed some lifestyle factors. We looked into some things and she got her lifestyle to be very balanced. But I'm pretty sure if she goes back to the old way of living, it can easily just turn that gene back on or that issue that she had to create those thyroid issues. So as a Czech practitioner, as a holistic practitioner, we don't heal diseases. That's, a, that's not our job. We don't take care. We don't function on a disease. That's a doctor's job. My job is to heal the person person who has a disease and I don't heal. I don't do, I don't claim to heal you. What I do is I look for imbalances in the body and see where is the imbalance and what we can do about that. And you got to meet me 50%. I can give you the information. I can coach you. I can be accountable, but you got to meet me 50%. Just like with these podcast episodes, just like with these YouTube videos, you got to meet me 50%. Okay. So the next one that we have to look at is going to be the muscles itself. So remember your posture and your body language show what's going on subconsciously. So do you have forward head posture or something we call upper cross syndrome. So is your chest muscles tight or your shoulders round forward and your head goes forward. You're putting pressure on the back of your neck and your traps. If you do that posture right there will create issues with choking up on your words. It will create energy blockages when it comes down to self-expression. So one of the things that you can do to fix that posture, if you already check off the boxes that you don't have a thyroid issue, you don't have a subconscious issue when it comes down to speaking up from childhood, and you wonder why you have this imbalance, it may just come through the muscular system. So the muscular system, what we have to do is we have to strengthen the neck flexors. So if you take your tongue right now and you press your tongue against the roof of your mouth, you'll feel the muscle under your jaw and your chin kind of poke down. Fun fact, your tongue connects to your neck flexors. Your neck flexors come down and connect 
to your abdominals. So they all work together. So you can see a dysfunction with people that have issues with their abdominals and a weak neck. So they all work together. So you have to retrain that. So there's some exercises you can find on YouTube. If you're in the Be Great with Nate Academy and the anterior pelvic tilt course, we put all of that in. We, we teach you how to retrain your neck flexor with your abdominal wall in that course. It's at the end of the course. I don't have any videos on this yet on YouTube, but when I do, I'll, I can, you know, make some, if you don't follow me on YouTube already, you can go to YouTube. If you're here on YouTube, because I'm recording this for both podcasts and YouTube, um, you'll find that I'll make a video of that in the future. But right now you can try to Google videos of neck flexor exercises. Usually there's an exercise you lay down on your back, palms are up, n- legs are at 90, 50, I mean, sorry, 90, 50, 90 degrees. Your feet are going to be just planted on the ground. You're just relaxing on the ground. What you're going to do is you're going to take your tongue, press it against the roof of your mouth, pick your head up, take your chin, tap your sternum, which is your chest, or right here in the middle of your chest, and then come back down. Come up, tap, come back down. See if you could do 10. If you notice that the first 10 are burning or they hurt, immediately that's a sign that your neck flexors are weak. Try to do three sets of 10. Now, you may feel a couple things. You may start feeling a little dizzy, or you may feel the back of your neck muscles get have issues. What we're doing there is the more you strengthen one side of a muscle, the more you loosen the opposite side of the 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 muscle, okay? It's called antagonist. So basically, I'll make an example Some because most people know what a bicep is. So as you act like you're doing a bicep flex, your tricep is the muscle under. That muscle has to lengthen in order for the bicep to contract. And then if I go the opposite way and I extend my elbow, now I'm contracting my tricep and I'm lengthening my bicep. In order for a muscle to be even and create in a balance in the posture, both sides have to have a, a good relationship 50-50. But if you have weak neck flexors and you have tight neck extenders, the neck muscles in the back of your head, then when you come up and you're starting to strengthen that neck flexor and you start noticing that the neck extenders are now causing like a spasm or something, it's because those muscles were chronically tight and they're going to start slowly releasing because you're turning on the opposite side. Okay. It's been a long time since those muscles been lengthened. So think about that. So it may cause a little tension. So Opening up the chest muscles is going to be another good thing with you and strengthening your rhomboids. Your rhomboids are muscles that are right in the back of the scapula. It's on their top back muscles. So bent over row is going to be good for that. Simple, simple exercise. You can start off with bent over row. Superman's is a good rehab exercise to do with that as well. So if you're not doing enough, if you're doing too much pushing in the gym, too much bench press, push-ups, overhead press, and not enough bent over row, uh, deadlifts, pull-ups, you're going to create that imbalance where the chest muscles are going to overpower and get too tight. And then the back muscles are going to lengthen too much. And then you'll have your shoulders being round forward because your body posture, muscular system is pulling your body posture in that motion. But also the way you think and the way you feel about yourself shows up in the muscular system as well. So a confident person walks around with the chest tall at all times and the chin high. And a, a person who's not confident looks down a little bit, shoulder internally rotates. So we got to, that's why it's important to bring you through each layer to see which one speaks loudest to you. Because as soon as you, say if it's a thyroid, when you, as soon as you start fixing your lifestyle factors and you start controlling your stress a little bit or no Notice that you know selenium deficiency was your problem. The thyroid's functioning again. Then the muscle nearest to it. So if the thyroid's inflamed, the nervous system, the nerve channel that connects from the thyroid that connects to your neck flexors will have inhibition of the neck flexors. So you could do all this, but always have issues with the muscle nearest to it because it's not activating due to the inflammation with the organ nearest to it. Okay. Now 
You see, we went through the subconscious, the nervous system, okay, the organ gland, the muscles. Now, the consciousness of this is communication. The emotion and consciousness is communication, speaking up for yourself, self-expression. There's a couple things I want to bring you through with that. Number one, anytime you go tell somebody on how you feel or anytime you, f- you want to do something in life, you have a desire, you have an emotional feeling that you want to share with the world and you stop yourself from doing it because you think the people that you're with are not going to accept you for who you are the more energy blockage you'll create here. But not only that, I'll teach you a secret that I've learned. The more that you are building your relationships around people, that you are creating ideas to impress them or trying to fit in, the more likely you're with people who don't deserve to be around you. So if you ever express yourself on things, how you feel, how you look, showing showing your creativity to the world, and people don't like that and they don't want nothing to do with you, good job. Because you just saved yourself a bunch of time and energy creating relationships that are not meant for you. Nobody really understands the importance of doing that to attract the people who you do want near you, who you do want to spend time with. So when a person is so focused on creating a life to impress people or fit in and they're scared to create a podcast because they're scared what their mother's going to say, they're scared to create content because they're scared what their coworkers are going to say, or whatever the case may be, then a person creates the mask self-archetype. And the mask self-archetype is an archetype that goes to the world and shows the world one version of them, but deep down inside, they're a whole nother version where they're alone. That's not who they really are. So they're putting on a mask every day to fit in. They're putting on a mask every day to communicate, to operate, to fill in, to fit in. And that creates a huge, huge imbalance. You know, my mentor, Paul Check said, Nate, the more that a person tells one story to the world and tells a different stories to themselves, the more pain they bring their life. It takes a lot of energy to create the version of yourself that you have to put on for the world and then the version of yourself that you have to keep to yourself. Those are two different energies right there. So instead of you operating 100% out of the true you, you're operating 50% from the person you are, then 50% of the person that you're pretending to be for the world, which then now you have an energy issue. You have an imbalance. And then you'll just create pain. And we don't want that anymore. We don't want that anymore. And this starts to create something called perfectionism. And perfectionism is a big one to play. It's a big one to to come across because you won't you won't start that business until everything's perfect. You won't start the content until everything's perfect. You won't start your coaching program with that one coach until everything's perfect. You won't start taking care of yourself until you know my kids in school and then this person goes here and they have a month money. You're looking for perfectionism, and perfectionism is robbery of creativity. It is robbery of creativity. And I'm telling you this from the heart because I've been through this. And I'm, I, and when I look back, I'm like, oh man, you were a fool. In 2017, I wanted to make more YouTube videos and tell the world about the traumas I went through. But I was so scared of what my father would say. Because I have a trauma with my father. And it doesn't mean it's a bad trauma, but I do have a trauma with my father. When I was a kid, I used to stutter a lot. I had learning disabilities. I couldn't speak. I had issues with speaking. And like I said, it still shows up today. And I'm aware of it. And I try to work on it. I had issues with reading. I couldn't read till I was 21, 22 years old. I never wrote a paper without some type of assistance until after I graduated college. And I started writing blogs. And I started writing emails. Never, ever, swear to you. I couldn't. I struggled. I really couldn't spell. I'm dyslexic. I can't read. When I read, my brain goes backwards. When I read, brain looks like Brian to me. So it was very difficult. 
So when I spoke, I had all this extra emotions in me that anytime I would speak, I would try to throw it all at you at once very fast as a kid. My dad used to stop me and my grandmother used to stop me. My grandmother used to say, Nathan, this is how she talks. Nathan, come here, boy. What did I tell you about speaking so fast? Sorry, grandma. I keep telling you, you're going to look like a dummy if you keep talking like that. Now go on now. My father would say, Nate, say that again, and I'll say it again. Say it again, and I'll say it again. And my father would continuously stop me until I'm clear and I slow my words down. So how'd that show up when I was in 2017? When I would go to make a video, I was so judgmental of myself. When I was recording, as I was trying to tell you information, I was thinking how to how to how my father would think about what I'm saying. Was that good enough? I gotta start the video over. It used to take me four or five days to make a five-minute video. It used to take me four or five days to make a five-minute video. That's a true story. And what had happened was is in 2000, uh, in 2017, I got into 2018. I was working 45, 55 hours in the gym. Plus I was doing the marketing for the gym. Plus I was doing speeches all over uh, Westchester County. And I got to a point where I knew in my heart, I just felt it. And you can, you feel this too. I felt it in my heart that there's more for me. And the thing that I was missing was action, but I was trying to be perfect. Okay, when I get the perfect camera, that's when I'll start the YouTube channel. When I get the perfect microphone, that's when I start the podcast. When I get the perfect, when, when I'm perfect with writing, that's when I start writing emails. And these things, were, I was struggling with perfectionism. I was struggling with perfectionism. So one way that I overcame perfectionism is understanding why. And it came from the fear of criticism. And I came to a conclusion. I was driving on a, on a highway in my Honda. And I thought to myself, I couldn't get rid of this deep, dark, nasty gut heart feeling I, I struggled with every day. It felt like my heart was tied up and it feels like someone was stepping down on my gut. And I said, Nate, you have two options. You either accept the fact that people are going to criticize you, like your father, your aunt, your cousins, whoever, who don't like the fact that you're speaking about your family problems, don't like the fact that you're exposing the truth, and don't like the fact that you're, you're, you're communicating to the world. People on the internet are not going to like you. It's okay. It happens to everybody. You can either deal with that, Nate, or you can deal with the fact that every day it feels like you're letting go, you're dying inside. Your dream, your soul is dying. And I say, you know what? I would rather the criticism than allowing my dream to die. Because guess what, my friend? We only have one life. Look at yourself. If you can eat here, digest your own food, like you have your intestines intact, you can walk, you can breathe, you're extremely blessed. There's people in the world that were born blind. People in the world born deaf. And sometimes we take things for granted. Look at the body that you have. Things can be a lot worse. You're blessed. You don't know what happens when we're done with this. There's a lot of speculation what happens. But why waste today thinking about what happens 100 years from now? Let's take advantage of today. So perfectionism, one of the best ways to overcome perfectionism is action. Do it. Michael Jordan had a game when he had the flu. The reporter was like, Mike, how did you do it, Mike? How'd you do it? Mike was in a conference. He was like, look, man, just do it. Nike took that and trademarked it. And now it's Nike, just do it. But that was actually Jordan. You just got to do it. Sometimes when we overthink what people say, we overthink who's going to accept us. We overthink about who's going to judge us, cause a lot of issues. As soon as I started to speak my message to the world, and as soon as I showed the world, look, here's who I am. I saw the world bring me a lot more people that I don't have to have a mask on for. I started to be around a lot more people who I can actually relate to. I started to be around a lot more people who are supportive of my dream and actually inspired me.
It's your turn to do that now. You don't, you don't have to pretend to be someone you're not. You deserve to be who you are and express yourself to the world. When it's time to speak, speak from the heart. And if it comes off the if it if it comes off bad, then over time you're gonna have to think about how to give your message differently. In a way of not being so offensive to certain things. When I first started, I used to tell everybody, yo, if you're not eating organic food, you're not doing this, you gotta be careful because of this and this. And then I noticed, whoa, whoa, am I coming off too aggressive with that? Do I have enough empathy for people who can't afford it? Do I have enough empathy for people who are not aware of the importance of nutrition? So then I, I as you go on, you get more reps in, then you're able to adjust. But you're not gonna ever adjust by trying to plan it out and be perfect and struggle with perfectionism. Action, 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 action. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you haven't already, subscribe, follow me, like the video if you can, leave a review if you have time, and let me know your comments. You could have been anywhere else in the world, but you were here with me today, and I appreciate that. Peace.